Hello, Collateral Gaming listeners. Chazzle Dazzle here from the Trial by Air Variety Show podcast. I just wanted to take a few seconds to invite you guys over to what we do. No, it's not video games, but we do invite really awesome and unique bands from all over the world. We dig deep into their souls and find really cool stories to tell you, and there's tons of music every week, so subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. We look forward to having you. I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Megan Gomez. This is Collateral Gaming. Welcome back to Collateral Gaming, the only gaming podcast that matters, where we talk about good games, bad games, and of course, everything in between. I am joined here in somewhere, in some in some place in Texas, by Ashley Chancellor. And what are we talking about today, buddy? We are talking about Beyond Two Souls. Um, actually, this is going to be another two-part episode. This is our season finale of Collateral Gaming Season 3. Whoop, whoop. Super excited about it. Um, not only are we talking about Beyond Two Souls this episode, but we're going to be talking about Heavy Rain next episode. And uh, I even have a little uh, kind of bonus round episode planned for Detroit Become Human because I got all three of those games together and I kind of want to talk about all of them. But um, before we get into that, how has Collateral Gaming Season 3 been? I mean, what, what were some of your favorite episodes? Um, oh god. Um all of them. I mean, I have I haven't been on as many this year as I would have liked to have been just because, you know, um I did have a family member that passed away earlier this year. Um but of course, you know, our season opener, Majora's Mask. Um we did get to do that little mini bonus round on Mass Effect. Of course, you know that's going to be one of my favorites. I was not on it, um but I was really excited for y'all to do Last of Us 2. Um y'all did a great job on that one. Of course, I listened to episodes that I'm not on. And then, um, of course, Skyrim. I had to end it with that because, <laughs> come on, girl. Come Skyrim. on. What yeah. about you? Yeah, I mean, all of the above. Ghost of Tsushima, Ooh. one of my favorite video games of all time now. Majora's Mask, obviously my favorite Zelda game. Let's see. We talked about Resident Evil Village. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Oh, Last yeah. of Us Part Two, like you said. A lot of really, really, really great episodes this season. I've been having a blast. Uh, of course, we did even do a bad game review which was Sonic 06. That was an absolute shit show. <laughs> oh, God. I forgot about that one. Yeah, that one was super dope, though. I love being able to do the like the bad episodes just because like they're so much fun just to talk so much shit about a game. And, like, you know, we're always just talking so positively about games. We're like, oh, yeah, you know, like, the gameplay is great. The soundtrack is just chef's kiss. And then we're like, man, fuck this game. <laughs> like, I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, fucking, it, it was just, uh, it, it's really great to harp on something, and, and I definitely want to do more bad games. In fact, I think next season we have actually two bad game reviews planned, which is good, because I think we need more of them. We talk about how we do the good games, the bad games, and everything in between, so, uh, Dead Space with your brother was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy talking about oh, Dead Space yeah. and Dead Space 2. Yes. We did a couple of game launch episodes. Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales and Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity were fantastic. Really loved talking about them. And, and of course, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Metroid Fusion. Yes, oh, it was great yeah. to finally talk about uh, Metroid again. God, we've been through so many good games this year. I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I had to like look back through our itinerary because I'm like, is that this season? Oh my god, that was this season. And we did that huge like Mortal Kombat event with Collateral Cinema collab thing. That's something I kind of want to make a regular thing. Yes. Is for us to kind of collab more on video game movies and movie video games, both. So. <laughs> I love when the two cross because it's like something that's never really expected. So it's like it, it ends up becoming something really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, good or bad. And, of course, we have a lot planned for next season. Just wait until the end of this episode for us to tell you about it. Uh, any news that's worth talking about? Um, Not that I can think of right now. The only one is just one that we talked about before the talked about before the episode. I'm sorry, my husband is trying to distract me in the background, y'all. Um, 
<laughs> um, we did finally get an announcement instead of just quarter one um, for Horizon. Uh, we are going to get that in February. So um, we'll see. I might be able to convince Ash to talk about that one. It'll take me a lot of a lot of uh, bargain chipping, but we'll see how I do. <laughs> no, actually, Horizon was was planned for this season, and uh, we ended yeah. up thinking, you know, I kind of want to wait for Forbidden West to come out. So, hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, also, PlayStation Showcase. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. First off, Spider-Man Two, uh, Insomniac is doing a a Wolverine game now. Also, we got the Coda remake, and of course, God of War Ragnarok. Yes. Oh, fucking stoked! Like I cannot even stress how excited I am about all of those. Um, fantastic job, Sony. I definitely have to get a PS5 now, and I'm actually happy that they are going with some PlayStation 5 exclusives finally, because I really want to see them use the full capacity of the console. And, and and if you make a game, you know, compatible with the past generation, I mean, that's great. It allows more people to play it, but you're not taking advantage of the console specs. And I want to see that. I want to see what the PS5 is capable of. Yeah. Well, also, I, I do appreciate Sony for giving us this transition period. With some games, you know, especially some of these exclusives, you know, it's like, hey, we know that things have been tough because of the pandemic. Consoles being out of stock, <laughs> not to mention. Yeah, well, plus consoles being out of stock, too. Let's give you a grace period. Let's give you the great compatibility that we can do with PS4 without sacrificing, you know, the need to get a PS5 to play this amazing game. So thank you for that, Sony, because I've been in that boat because my PS4 is about ready to hit the grave. Um, and I'm getting ready to maybe, I don't know. I still haven't decided if I want to do Xbox or PlayStation. Cause I, I know I want to build Alan a PC. Um, I, you know, like that's, that's definitely in my, in my next year goal. Um, but like, I'm just, I can't decide if I want to do it. Cause I, I've played all of them now. So I'm just like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All I know is that Alan is very spoiled. <laughs> I am tempted to pick up an Xbox series S, especially when I find out, found out about how expensive game pass was and i'm not a huge fan of microsoft but i they really are take doing their shit well on the xbox side of things um the fact that you have an entire library of games uh that are shared between pc and xbox is actually great and the xbox series s i mean is, is a reasonable price it's 300 bucks about as much as it costs to get my switch and i mean it's the same price as a switch and they're actually in stock you know i'm kind of i'm kind of inclined to just do that convert my 360 library but at the same time i mean i have to get that ps5 because those exclusives are coming out so yeah <laughs> for sure yeah it's Right now, it's like the lesser of two, uh, lesser of two evils, but monetary version. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, that's definitely, definitely going on in my thought process. Um, anything else to touch on before we conclude our collateral gaming news segment? Um, I don't think so. You know, there hasn't really been a lot of news since E3. Um, you know, just besides like some basic updates with some major games. Um, I know that there's been talks of further development with like Elden Ring, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, of course, um, the PlayStation. Um, ex uh, I almost said PlayStation exclusive. My God, it's PlayStation Showcase. Um, and other than that, I haven't really heard anything from Xbox, but they usually announce bigger stuff around the holiday season. That's kind of their thing. So uh, I guess we'll kind of wait and see what happens next season for that. This is our last news segment for this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But yeah, so Collateral Gaming Season 3 has been a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff going on in the world, and we're excited to be a part of it. Uh, also, my I guess I guess kind of a personal news addition, if I may add it real quick. Uh, uh, Zach came down, and yes! uh, yeah, we Zach and I hung out. We got to meet in person for the first time. It was great. Um, we were planned to all get together and maybe even try to record something, but unfortunately, yeah. that didn't work out. But for the time that we had him, uh, uh, Zach and I had a blast, and bro. Uh, brother, if you're listening to this right now, uh, I love you, man. Had such a great time with you, and I can't wait to see you again uh, in January, February. I can't wait to finally meet him. I envy you because I really we were all getting ready. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go get some beers, just go hang out. Yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't end up happening. He had to he had to go do some something with his family or something. So, Zach, I, I hope I get to meet you soon in person. It hurts my one feeling. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, well, and uh, yeah, my 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 best friend Abigail was supposed to be on this episode, um, or, or she wanted to be on it, but uh, unfortunately didn't get to make it because you know we've all got life and shit going on right now. But we're here. We're finally recording it a little bit late. Without further ado, let's talk about Beyond Two Souls. Ah, yes, good, good, good. Oh man, uh, so I was the one that picked this game for the season. Um, just because I really, really wanted to talk about a game that was very fundamental for me as a gamer and i don't know why but i feel like this game was better when i was younger and i don't know if it's just because i played so many more like blockbuster hits since you know but like i feel like this game was a little bit better when i was younger so this game now as for me as a developed gamer is a little bit more meh for me but i definitely want to know what your input is okay for well sure. i loved it i mean i thought it was great um i felt like the game was technically very impressive um mm-hmm. as a ps yeah as a ps3 game i mean i realized it would originally came out on the ps3 so you know i kind of judged it at those standards um i got i guess kind of the hd upskilled version uh if it was upskilled at all i don't know i mean the graphics actually look pretty good to me for a ps3 title um but and and i definitely i like the type of game that this is you know very like uh, a telltale type game or even more so like until dawn i would i would say actually mm-hmm. um kind of more interactive drama more so than it is video game and, and i actually enjoy games like this uh they are very relaxing uh in the sense of uh you know you, you're kind of just playing a movie so you definitely have yeah. that more cinematic experience in that respect. Um, I thought the portrayals by Elliot Page and uh, and Willem Dafoe were great. Um, fantastic actors. I love them and everything that they're in. Umbrella Academy season three is coming up, and I'm really excited about that. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I love, love, love Elliot Page and everything that, that they've been in, um, as well as Willem Dafoe. I mean, that man can't go wrong with a lot of the roles that he's played. So I'm just, and when I, when I first initially saw this game, I saw that it was these two and I've seen them in other things. And I was just like, no way. Like them in a video game together. Godspeed Spider-Man. <laughs> I watched the behind the scenes that they did. Um, talking about how you know like elliot's talking about how he's doing you know mocap and everything and willem dafoe is like i've never done shit like this but it's dope and like it's just so cool and it's such an interesting game to talk about in general because it was like during that time era when celebrities were trying to get into video games but a lot of them weren't successful at it um and these two managed to kind of knock it out the park so they honestly did comparing this to heavy rain which is the other video game that we're doing and we'll talk about it uh. next part but um I, I i do feel like the jason. acting jason yeah the acting is a lot better case in point right yes. there um he knows what i'm talking about <laughs> that was bow hi bow <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh yeah so so the acting is a lot better i think the writing is a little bit better and 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 I and I think overall the game appears to have a better quality to it. I, the, the game definitely looks and sounds a lot better. So I will say that. And with um, the the motion capture performances through these just in, incredible actors, I, I think really shines through. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Quantic Dream really really knocked it out of the park with this. And I mean, I haven't played um, Detroit Become Human, but I've heard good things about it. Uh, I but, like but that game, one the best out of these three. I, really? I'm gonna say it is you can, so you good. You can kind of see it trending up through time, you know, as as they kind of become more comfortable um, as a as a developer. Um, and this game really just kind of it brings its own light. Um, uh, there's just a lot of things that I did enjoy about this game. For one, I love the fact that Jody is a complicated protagonist, and she's not just the type of woman. I, I don't know if if anybody's heard this speech, but. Um, Reese Witherspoon talks about it a lot of times for for women when they're in this catastrophic moment it's like what do you do you know you go to a woman for help when there's a catastrophe especially children and in all of these movies and games and things it's like the women are like what do we do now and (laughs) and this character Jody just is not like that and I love that she's like we're gonna figure it out like you need to balls up and man up or I'm gonna be the man for you and I love that I love that there's a dynamic complicated female lead for once and i really really resonated with this game because of that and and you know it really really helped me kind of become my own badass in my own way it's like i don't need i don't need someone else to do this for me 
I can do it myself. I can figure this out. I got this. I don't need no man. <laughs> yeah, let me do the Z snap. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, very complicated character, a very strong character. Really enjoyed Jody quite a bit. And I love how her personality is even somewhat tailored by the player. Um, you know, specifically even, you know, experiences in her life. I think one thing that does happen um, that was exclusive to the, the PS4 remaster was that uh, depending on how you acted at the party earlier on in, in, in the game, um, mm-hmm. whether you're playing new or remixed, it's always, it, it is earlier on in within the story. But um, you, whether you decided to torment the kids or whether you decided to leave quietly, I tormented the kids because fuck them kids. Um, <laughs> Man, fucking kids. <laughs> yeah, actually determines how she dresses later during the rebellious yes. teenage phase. So she's still kind of a rebellious teenager and still pretty much acts the same, but her style's a lot different. She's got this very like punk goth appearance, um, which is totally cool. Loved it. Uh, whereas she's dressed a little bit more conservatively if you decided to leave the kids alone. So of course my Jody was rocking out. Um, I did manage to get to the bar, uh, and one thing in particular about that particular point in the story. And I guess slight trigger warning here for uh, anyone that uh, has been through or, or, or sensitive with uh, sexual assault type experiences. But uh, there is a moment in the game where, you know, she can go through that depending on what actions that you picked because it's possible to avoid the bar entirely. It's possible to leave it early. Um, and you can uh, and, and at one point, you know, she does get assaulted and it's a very, very sensitive emotional thing but it's a very raw thing and i'm glad that it's there because you know it talks about an experience that can really shift a character's personality and so that's a specific type of trauma that she goes through and i mean that can significantly alter the character in fact that later on you know there's a moment in the story where she can or or, or can't um become intimate with with ryan later you know and mm-hmm if she was was sexually assaulted then you know she's not going to be able to go through with that experience and so you're not able to 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 have an intimate night with with ryan during that part of the story because of that experience so i just think that that's that's very interesting that you can shift the character's um personality so much but yeah so i mean jody does have uh kind of her own personality that's just somewhat steered by the player you know what i mean Yes. Also, I did just want to bring this up in the podcast because we were talking about this earlier. Um, in this instance, we are referring to Elliot as she because this is the character that they are portraying. So we just wanted to yeah. let everybody know that. The character is a she. Elliot Page is 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 a he. So yes. uh, Or a they. Yes. Um, those are they. Those are his They're or their pronouns. preferred pronouns. We're going to use that um, yeah. out of respect for... For their transition. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I love that there's just so much you can change about um about Jody's character. You know, she can she can be as badass as you want her to be, or she can be, you know, as sensitive as you want her to be. Um and also it does kind of come in in um in a level plane with Aiden. Um, cause the way that you use Aiden can also alter the way that Jody's going to be, you know, like for instance, you said like at the party, you know, like you use Aiden to your advantage and you let him take too much control. He ends up altering you. So it's like this kind of braided personality that, you know, a lot of other people aren't aware of because a lot of people aren't aware of Aiden. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of interesting, enjoyable things about just the whole experience of the game. Um, and that's why I really wanted to um, talk about this one, because it's, it's very complex. Um, of course, every game has its pros and its cons. Um, you know, this one, it's, it's, it's aged and it has, there's some parts where it didn't age well um, for me personally. Um, and I feel like, you know, like I, like I prefaced earlier, you know, there are some games that have come to, you know, make this one go lower on my list just because of their cinematic and just overall gameplay experience. But there's just, there's something that it really intrigues me about, um, about Jody and her dynamic and Aiden and their dynamic together. Um, and how, you know, it's, it's a choose your own kind of like, like a book, you know, where you choose your own ending, you know, things that you choose. Yeah, choose your own adventure. Thank, thank you. Um, but but it's it's still a very cinematic, dramatic experience, which is something that you don't get. You know, a lot of games, you know, it's linear. You know, it's like you do this and this and this and this. There are some choices that you can make, you know, maybe like a Mass Effect or Skyrim, you know, things like that. But 
it's always linear. There's always one ending. You know, with Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls, there's multiple endings. There's multiple ways that this can go. You know, your Jody can be whoever you want her to be, essentially, um, within within a range. You know, it's not like Heavy Rain with 17 different endings, um, which I think, <laughs> you know, makes this game shine a little bit more because it's not just like random off the wire left field shit that creates ending number three, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And characters can actually die as a result of Jody's actions. So yes. um, some parts of the game of course are altered, but I, I think overall, I think that like, the five different endings you get pretty much all can be determined by that final chapter. I love how also the, the game, you know, the original order, there is, of course, a remaxed order that puts it in mostly chronological order, but the game is actually told in kind of a, a segmented order. So it's a very interesting uh, narrative style where things are just all out of order. Uh, things are completely jumbled up, and it's explained, you know, in, in the prologue and in the epilogue as the fact that Jody can no longer keep her memories together, and she's seeing things out of order. She literally talks about that. So that's why you're experiencing all of these memories just completely out mm -hmm. of order. But it's so interesting. It does make it hard to keep track of what's going on and, you know, kind of, okay, where was this in relation to this? But, I mean, it kind of also just adds this completely other uh, dimension to the storytelling, you know? Mm, because it's not like I like I just said, you know, it's it's not a linear experience. You know, one moment you're a young kid in a hospital, the next you're in a red dress trying to figure out the way to a safe with Aiden. It's like, yeah. whoa, hold on, hold up, what? Hold and the it, phone. I love that. I love, love, love that. Yeah. Um I, I did actually start replaying the game again in the remixed order, which tells it in mostly chronological order, which is nice. Because I think after you've played the game once, it's nice to go back and kind of actually see things in full context and also make different choices, you know, so you can kind of try to yes. get everything out. Um because in this game I made definitely some decisions. I said, fuck Ryan, I don't like that guy. Jay, <laughs> hey, I like this dude. Yeah, fuck Ryan. I didn't bang him. Um I let I let Iden I, I told I didn't didn't fuck it up for her. I respected her her privacy, but you know when I when it came to I was like no fuck you dude you're a douche I don't like you I'm not gonna bang you. But Jay, man that guy's so cool. The Navajo chapter I think just over like I, I think that's just my favorite chapter in the game actually. <laughs> that's my favorite chapter personally. I I love the Navajo chapter not just be you know because of. Uh, the the game itself, but just because you know we get to talk about the Navajo, like I just I I have a really I I love Indigenous people a lot a lot I love just talking yeah. about them they're great they're great I love so many Indigenous people um anyways um that that chapter in its own is is one of the things that like I wish that Quantic Dream would just draw more on is their ability to tell a story like that in one chapter that could be its own game itself and that's I think where you know Heavy Rain kind of hits. At a nail, I know we're going to talk about it more, so I kind of want to tie the two together. There's too many ways to tell their story. This one, they kind of reel it in a little bit, and they're like, okay, we know that we can make a dynamic story. We know that we can, you know, punch you in the face with our and, and in the gut with how we deal with things. Let's reel it in and see what more we can give, what more we can bring to the table. Let's let's give you an entire chapter and make you ball your eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> Quantic dream. I appreciate that. I didn't need that <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning because I've been playing this game for six hours. I appreciate it. And they definitely went for a direction of kind of immersing you in the in the game a little bit more so than in Heavy Rain and even uh, Detroit Become Human. Um, because I, I noticed how in this game, rather than show you the directions, for instance, that you should swipe uh, using the right analog stick, it actually just kind of has these dots that you just kind of just kind of in the direction of where you should go. And then it's not always clear which direction I'm supposed to go in. So I kind of have to poke around a little bit. Uh, and then the quick time events are actually much more difficult in this game because what you have to actually oh. have to do is watch where Jody's body is moving. And that's the direction you're supposed to go in. But they don't exactly make that clear. So I yes. fucked up a lot of quick time events before I figured that out. Um, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so there, there's no like the on-screen buttons and everything. I, like uh, that's all gone. I thought it was interesting. It looks like they were going for something very different here. Uh, and then they sort of kind of reverted back to the way they did it with Heavy Rain in uh, Detroit Become Human. Maybe there wasn't, uh, may, may, maybe people weren't as um, receptive to the way that 
the UI was handled in this game, but I kind of enjoy it for being the different experience that it was. Uh, and this being the first Quantic Dream game I played out of the three, it actually was really interesting. Um, I love how in the free roam segments, generally you can choose to switch to Aiden at any point and control as him. So that gives you an opportunity to take uh, to, to approach chapters in a different way. Because if you decided to use Aiden when you weren't necessarily prompted to or you didn't have to, then you might go out and notice something, you know, disable a camera, thus allowing you to rob a grocery store and not get caught for it, you know? <laughs> yes. Which can definitely change the way that the story flows. Of course, that being said, because the story is told out of order, I think a lot of things are set in stone. But it's interesting how much was able to be changed by player choice, even with the story being out of order. They deliberately picked you know, what order certain sequences were going to take place in so that you could have that branching storyline. Like we said before, I think the endings remain pretty much the same no matter what. But I think there's a different trophy for like whether you I think there's about like five different NPCs that you're able to to, to let die or live during the game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, five or six. And I think another thing, um, I was thinking about the how you're talking about the camera angle with Aiden. Um, for me, you know, in, in when I initially played this game, I kind of chopped it up to just Aiden's perspective. So, like, a lot of people complained about, you know, how the camera angles were. Sometimes the quick time events were just kind of weird, especially when you're playing as Aiden. But you got to think, like, Aiden's an entity. He's not human. So, if you put it in that perspective and you think, like, I'm I'm an entity and, like, I don't quite know what I'm doing, it kind of makes a little bit more sense. It makes it a little bit more cohesive because it's, like, Aiden never want he, – he's – he wants to do things his way, and that's why he, like, will fuck with Jody. He's like, no, I want you to listen to me. I need you to listen to me, or you need to do this. And if you don't, he's like, Jody, what, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Yeah. Like, it, it makes its own experience, and I, and I agree with you. Um, my first playthrough, I didn't really play as Aiden too much in those in those free roam times, um, but but in later playthroughs, because I played this game a few times just trying to get different endings, get different feels. I have done a Ryan ending, I've done a Jay ending, and I've done a Zoe ending, um, which which I mean for me was the most satisfying because I love Zoe, she's adorable. Um, uh, so you know, I for me being able to play as Aiden a little bit later kind of gives me more feel for his character because at first I'm just like, Oh, it's like, it's a ghost, like whatever. And now I'm like, Oh, I didn't. Yes. Poor baby. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I agree. And and I love that, you know, you could even approach situations differently depending on if you picked Iden because you could, uh, in some of the more, um, you know, combat types chapters, uh, or more more action oriented chapters, I should say. You can approach situations either stealthily or through direct combat, uh, and a lot of that is attributed to how you can use Aiden uh, and how you can manipulate different characters. Using Aiden, you know, you you're able to sometimes you'll have the prompt to just straight up choke someone out and kill them, or you can possess someone and force them to to kill their their comrades or whatever. Uh, and that's really nice. That does allow you to approach situations from different angles. So if you decided to kind of go out of your way and decide to use Aiden, uh, you actually had some uh, additional advantages uh, and ways that you could approach mm-hmm. something. And, and it also acts as kind of an interesting scope. I love how that w- when, when the, p- the perspective switches to Aiden, you get to see the full image as, you know, as he sees the world, um, everything's in different colors, and you've got this tether to Jody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can you can constantly see where you are in relation to her, which actually does help at a particular point in the game. Uh, the other thing that was cool is that I I heard that you know whenever Aiden moves too far away from Jody, too far away from the tether, it causes extreme pain for her, and yes. so that's kind of represented by the game, sort of just the the image going out, you being blocked, and they're just getting this vibrating sensation. And you're like, okay, like I'm out of bounds. So there's kind of an explanation as as to that. Uh, you can't always pull out Aiden, but it's interesting too because if you decide to do it, like if you hit triangle during a part in the game where you think that you would be able to, you'll hear Jody say, "Not now, Aiden." You know, like I want to do yes. this myself. Or I thought that that was really cool. Um, one thing that was also kind of interesting too, a uh, decision that you can make, what, depending on whether or not you decide to pull out Aiden, is uh, your last meeting with your adoptive parents. Um, you can choose to choke out the father. And in my first playthrough, I did in fact choke him out. So I felt bad about it and I stopped it but i had to do it because <laughs> fuck that guy man also fuck ryan i don't like that guy um i know i said that already but yeah he's a dude he is a dickhead though 
<laughs> and fuck He's her dad. Dickhead, for sure. Her adoptive dad. Um, I actually liked Nathan. It broke my heart in the end to kind of see him become the antagonist. Um, because yeah, Willem Dafoe delivered a fantastic performance. I mean, obviously when I see him, you know, I'm thinking Green Goblin. By the way, so excited to see him in No Way Home. Um, I know. Uh, that- <laughs> yes. Yeah, that that you heard that Dafoe laugh in the trailer, and I, I think it's been confirmed he is in the movie. Um, also, Toby and Andrew are in it, and Andrew's lying that he's not in it. It's so obvious that 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 deep fake video was fake. It wasn't a deep fake. Like Andrew Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in No Way Home. It they totally are. Anyway, <laughs> going going off on a tangent here. I found you by the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. Was there an accident? Did someone try to hurt you? Is that a scar? recent I know they're coming ever since I was born I've been linked to an entity his name is Aiden and he's always with me we can find a way to protect you the agency wants you to join their military school program They know what you and Aiden can do. Watch yourself out there, Jody. I don't want anything to happen to you. Just say nothing, you hear me? Something happened last night. But they know only you know how to deal with what lies beyond the rift. You opened a passage to Aiden's world? Aiden! You got Jody, what's happening? Oh, do you want to make it? That's her! Jody, what have you done? Tell them to leave me the fuck alone, because next time, I'll kill everyone. But yeah, Defoe is is just uh, just really portrays this very compelling character, and it's interesting to find out, you know, just how corrupted this character has been, and for how long has he been this way. You know, when you ultimately find out, you know, what he's been up to and what he's trying to do. But then in the end, I was able to, you know, to I, I was able to make the right decisions that calmed him down and kind of led to him getting that redemption and getting to be with his family again. And I really enjoyed that, that there's that moment, you know, and then mm-hmm. Jody kind of says, you know, he found what he was looking for. And I think that that's so that's that's so important, and that wraps everything up. Um, the relationship between between Jody and Nathan is just really interesting. The relationship between her and Cole, I love Cole so much. He's such a, I love such a sweet Cole. guy. Cole is the best. I know, even though like you possess him and take advantage of him and force him to take you to a bar and get in trouble, like he still loves you and has your back, like. 100 percent whatever jody he's like god dang it (laughs) i mean he's like the fun uncle that you know she just had this like totally fun relationship with uh you know with nathan obviously fulfilling kind of that father role you know because she needed a a parents and and he you know lost his his wife and child so you know they kind of form this father-daughter relationship so and that just makes it all the more (laughs) heart-wrenching at the end you know yeah it really does though especially because like you know um, it's very hard for Jody to to have a connection to people, especially because like a lot of people don't understand Aiden. So when like they finally do, and she gets that connection, it's it's hard for her to like sever that because she's just she's Jody and she's so loving, even yeah. though she tries really not to be. Right, exactly. Um, Jody's just such a cool character. <laughs> I really enjoyed playing as her. I enjoyed kind of uh, experiencing her story. Uh, again, the Navajo section in particular is just really, really interesting. I love how they kind of sort of hint at this more expansive universe where, okay, well, now if we've accepted that spirits exist, you know, were the Native Americans, you know, was their religion a part of this? And, you know, that's yes. kind of left up in the air. But obviously, some spirit shit is going down. Uh, I didn't realize you could save Paul. Paul died on my playthrough. So um, mm. that sucks. I, I I wish I knew I could have saved him, but I did get the ritual right. <laughs> yes. 
And that's that's one thing, especially because like um, I remember that Supernatural, of course, it's always been a very, very popular show, but it was starting to gain in popularity on Tumblr and shit at this time. And it gave me a lot of Supernatural vibes, which I would love like a game like this where it's like, you know, you have like a spiritual tie and you're trying to figure out how to, you know, handle other spirits and stuff. That's just me, um, you know, daydreaming, of course. But um, I really love the way that they handle like another spirit. It's like it's not just like. <laughs> it's not like Aiden and the spirit just go and have a fist fight. It's like she actually figures out how to take care of it herself. But I would love to see an expansion of that, like how they could, you know, take care of spirits together, like Ghostbusters, but with a tether. And she is secretly the ghost, but, you know, whatever. Well, I mean, she is a secret agent, and uh, she is uh, this this badass, like, like, has this badass ghost entity with her all the time. Uh, I liked have I liked the segments where you could like break apart the uh, the other ghosts. That was cool. Oh yeah, that one's fun. The in- Infra World, I think Infra World. Um, yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So I I love I love the supernatural aspect of this game and the whole fantasy aspect. Um, it's kind of interesting because yeah, like with Heavy Rain, you've got just kind of a realistic setting. Detroit Become Human is obviously sci-fi futuristic, and then here we have this this supernatural slash fantasy kind of um story, and I think that that's really cool. Another storytelling series that kind of is reminiscent of this um, that my brother played on Twitch, and I cannot remember the life of it the name of it for the life of me. Um, but it was like a couple part series and it was, it was really, really good. And I watched him play it and, and quantic dream is kind of reminiscent of that. They, they kind of, they go into a lot of different aspects and they, they went into three completely different degrees of gaming and still somehow managed to make them their own by putting their own quantic dream tie on them, which is, which is really cool. Um, and, and I love the way that they deal with, with, you know, a lot of the big spiritual questions um, that I feel like Jody would have, you know, it's like, you know, how does she feel about, you know, like the presence of God and, you know, this tie to Aiden, how does that work for her? You know, how does she feel about other spirits in general? You know, is, is it more of a malicious thing for her or more of a saving people thing for her? They deal with a lot of big questions in such a, such a, I'm trying to think of the word, but like a, like a very, graceful way i guess i should say um which of course is enjoyable for me now especially you know with everything going on in the world with everybody's just opinions everywhere you know opinions are like assholes everybody has one uh it's it's interesting to see how how they they've not really changed and listened to other people's opinions over time you know you go from 2010 which is heavy rain to this in 2013 and then uh, five years later 2018 we get detroit become human and they just really managed to make these games um very dynamic in their own way without taking the the um, advice of other people's opinions, which is just dope. I love that. I would like to see what De- Quantic Dream would do will do on the PS5. Uh, you know, on the next generation of consoles would be really dope to see. Uh, I, I would I would honestly be interested in that. But yeah, I, I think that they they really definitely are strong at interactive storytelling type games. Um, other than the three games that we've mentioned, I haven't played either of the other two games. Uh, what is it? Nomad Soul and Fahrenheit. The Nomad Soul and Fahrenheit. I don't know if those are the same type of games. I think not. I think that they're... But there is elements of, okay, the player making decisions to alter the narrative. So that's cool, yeah. So, um, and, and evidently, I mean, it, it looks like they haven't released very many games, which means that they're spending their time on these, and they're really crafting an experience. Uh, obviously, you have a much more linear type of game, uh, but in the fact that, you know, there are so many branching narratives, I think, you know, makes it not, it, it's where it's linear in one sense and it's not open world, obviously it's completely open-ended in another sense, in in the sense of story, because literally, you know, anything can happen and then the story can end in any way. So the fact that they do interactive storytelling as a video game so well suggests to me that they're also just good at telling stories, you know? (laughs) Yes. They do have one that's to be announced. I know they've released the title for it. It's called Dustborn. Um, it's supposed to be an action kind of indie adventure game, 
Um, not much has been known about it yet. I don't even think it has a Wikipedia page yet, as as far as I know. Um, but it's it's supposed to be really, really good. Um, and, you know, Quantic Dream is, has done well with its past couple of games, so I'm hoping that we get something good out of them. Um, I know that I've talked about this before, but this... When I, when I when you asked me in 2016 2017 what my top five games are, this is going to be one of them, you know, along with of course my Zelda games and and Skyrim. But this this one is up there during that time period just because it's it's so rich with you know there's there's different types of 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 lore that they kind of get into. There's different cultures. Um, there's there's so many different aspects to this game. You know, it's not it's not linear like a lot of the games that that I've played in the, in the beginning. You know, Skyrim is its own. Uh, Mass Effect is its own. Right. Um, and it's 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 a little bit of its own field. You know, there's not a lot of games like this. You know, you've got of course you know later on and, and you know you can feel the inspiration even just in the title. You know, behind you, Ash, you can see that that bluish kind of aura behind you there's a lot of that and this this really influenced a lot of the game things like until dawn uh, where you get this interactive storytelling which is a lot more prevalent now um but i feel like this is one of the beginners beginning games that made it very eloquent um and, and made it you know a desirable type of gaming style because it's it's not just choose your own adventure it's not just a book now it's like you get to be this character you get to delve yourself into it watch the cinematic experience and also choose what you want to do because not every game has to be linear and i love that yeah hell yeah i agree um i i think that it's it's a very very well directed story um, and it, I, I'm kind of trying to figure out how you can judge gameplay, but it, it, it's interesting enough that I could continue playing this for hours, you know, like I was constantly invested in the game every time that I played it. I also wanted to point out that, uh, apparently, evidently, uh, Quantic Dream is going to be doing a director's cut of Sea of Solitude on the Switch, uh, and then they're doing Guest Oh, Born. yes. Yep. Yes. So that that's uh that's just interesting to point out. Uh, I hadn't I hadn't been aware that uh that I hadn't been aware of any future projects of them. Yeah, and I I definitely love to see what they're going to do on the next generation of consoles because uh Detroit Become Human was fantastic. Um uh, and then that one is a little bit newer than this one. Uh and this game of course is is great. I think that the quality really shines through. Um, I mean, the writing maybe could be a little bit better, but I don't have for today's many... standards. It's cheesy, but like back yeah. then when drama was like the biggest thing, you know, like Vine and all of that, like you got to think like this is that time yeah. era for that. It's it's fantastic. You know, this is definitely reminiscent of a TV show that you might have watched in 2013, to be honest. Exactly. You. you know, exactly. Like the first season of the 100 and. And the Vampire Diaries and all of those, you know, like teen dramas. It's very reminiscent of that. And then as it, you know, as they age, they got better. But this one, you know, it's it's an unfortunate thing for games that they get stuck in a time period. But for its time, it's very good. And 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 you know, for me, I don't know what it is about the graphics of this game. It's kind of like Twilight Princess for me. For Twilight Princess, I could still load into that game, and it's stunning. This game, same thing. Get into this game, the the graphics are just there, and you can tell that they took their time making every blade of grass and it's just so for for me because i'm i'm really big on you know soundtracks for games and i do have some of the the games for this the games some of the songs for this gaming soundtrack um in my in my playlist roster um and i and i do have a lot of screenshots on my on my playstation of, of this game because it's just it's so pretty it's so pretty quantic dream is really good at making pretty games from what I've heard of Detroit Come Human, I've heard that it's a very pretty game as well. It is, and it has uh, it has homeboy uh, Jackson Avery from Grey's Anatomy in it. <laughs> That's what I. That's remember. one show I just can't get into. Can't I get into that. I had an shit. ex that I watched it a lot with, and we got up to like season twelve or something. After a, a bit of time, I just kind of got tired of the of like how much shit they were dragging these characters through, like constantly all the time, and how many people were like breaking up and getting with other people. It was like who could match up with who? Falling out of an airplane, getting hit by a train, then rolling a car, and then like being like electrocuted. It's like Jesus Christ, what are you doing to this woman? Yes. Like I, yes. I, I know that I don't know that any of these happen. 
happen, but you know, like I'm just theorizing here. I, I, I don't know. I am not one of the females that watches Grey's Anatomy. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I am in the medical field, but for me personally, the medical show I'm gonna watch is Chicago Med. Okay. Oh my god. Because <laughs> Chicago PD is fire. Chicago Fire is literally fire, and Chicago Med is the most medically accurate show I've seen thus far, and it's so good. I know I'm branching out a little bit from video games here, but guys, I'm just saying you got to watch it. I just found it like two months ago and I'm on season four right now. It's lit. I watched, <laughs> I watch things like this when I'm not gaming and it's so worth it. So worth it. We need to, we need to start a, a uh, collateral streaming TV podcast that that's got to happen at some point. Uh, maybe when we quit our day jobs and, and can just get paid from yeah. podcasts, that'd be nice. Right. Right. Just talk about Marvel and theorize all day. Subscribe to our Patreon. If you were wondering if we had a Patreon, we do, actually. If you were thinking, hey, man, I love this podcast so much, I want to go donate to them right now. Um, and you were thinking, you man, I just wish I knew where to find them on Patreon. Just look up Collateral Gaming on Patreon. We're on there. Um, I think it's yeah. I think it's patreon.com slash cgamingpodcast, if I'm not mistaken. Um yeah, just just go donate right now because uh, we could use it. We want to quit our day jobs and just focus solely on this. That would be a dream yeah, come true. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. Um, I um <laughs> I unfortunately I only recorded uh one episode for the Mass Effect. I know that I've talked about that, but um Alan and I are moving. Um, so unpacking a lot of that stuff right now is not in the cards because I move in two weeks and I really don't want to unpack any more than I have to or pack any more than I have to. Hey, um, if you film one fun. episode, let's get that out. Send that to me. Yeah, that's true. I'd have to find it or I, I on my you camera. To the, to the YouTube channel or whatever. Yeah, uh, we could use that. But yeah, guys, I mean, we also have a, uh, uh, yeah, our Patreon. We have Let's Play Video Game Commentaries. So go check that out. We're going to talk about a little bit more about that in a bit. Uh, one last thing I definitely wanted to touch on, um, if there's nothing else that we want to touch on on this game, uh, is the, the whole twist that, in fact... Uh, Aiden was her stillborn twin brother. Like, yes. And that's seeded, I think, throughout the game. I think, I, I, I kind of feel like I knew before that happened. Because I remember when the reveal happened and I was like, well, yeah, that's what he is. And then I was like, wait, hold on a second. They never said that that's what he is. But that totally makes sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, the whole tether, you know, it, very uh, Death Stranding. If. <laughs> Yeah, very true. Very true. I feel like this game was a little bit of an inspiration for that, to be honest with you. But yeah, this game, I mean, the, there's a lot going on with it, but there's also just a lot that it's like you have to experience it for yourself kind of thing. Um, you know, we could talk about our theorized endings and things like that all day, but it's it's one of those games that, you know, it is on PlayStation Plus. It is worth picking up if, if you're de interested in it. Um, and, you know, especially if we're going to go into another lockdown and I've heard that that's a rumor. Um, no, thank you, please. Um, if, if that's, you know, the case, then, you know, um, it's definitely worth picking up. Yeah, for sure. I had a lot of fun with this game. Um, do you have any final thoughts? Um, final thoughts. Um, you know, I think that Elliot Page and Willem Dafoe did, did such a good job. And, and just in their aspect alone, I think that it's worth playing this game. Um, you know, it's it's got lots of good graphics. It's It's got a very cohesive story. Keep in mind, this game does come from 2013, so it does have a little bit of cheesiness to it. Um, but for its time period, you know, it was very dramatic. It was very intense. And, and there are some aspects where it does break through out of that time period. And it, and it does have its own special storytelling style, which is, is just worth it just for that. You know, you can pick up the trilogy, which has Heavy Rain, um, as well as Beyond Two Souls. And Detroit Become Human, um, they're all very, very good games. It's a good, it's a good way to get out of the normal things that you're playing and get into something that you're just completely left fielded about. You never know where it's going to go. You never know which way it's going to head. And I love that. Um, and and it's, it's it's a good one to add to your roster of games to to, to play. If I if IMDb had like a gaming version, this would be one that's in like the top 100. Like you need to play kind of thing. Yeah, last I checked, this is on PlayStation now. I, I I'm pretty yes. sure. Um, I don't know about the other two, but I picked up all three of the games together on Amazon. I ordered them on Amazon, uh, and, uh, they were, I had, I had like an Amazon gift card or whatever. I usually buy digital, but no, I got all three games together, the PS4 versions. So the PS4 remasters of both Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls, plus Detroit Become Human. 
um, all together, and I, and I think I paid a pretty reasonable price for it. I, I think it was only like I think it was only like sixty bucks. I I want to say for all three of them, but I could I could be wrong. Anyway, yeah, it's out there. You can play them. Uh, it's for my closing thoughts. Um, I think that it's a fantastic game uh, within the genre that it operates in. I think it's a fantastic game overall. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I'm actually replaying it, you know, and, I, and I'm going through the remixed version of the story and making different decisions. I guess this time I might give Ryan a shot, but yeah. um, just to see how it goes. I don't know. Maybe I kind of enjoy the whole, like, go with Zoe ending more, though, because, you know, I've got a daughter and I, I like that. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's an, it's an overall fantastic game. Um, definitely a fun, interactive story type game. The performances by Elliot Page and Willem Dafoe are fantastic. The other performances are great. Uh, the, the writing is, is good. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Um, and I like that the game keeps you on your toes and, you know, you can kill a few characters off if you're not paying attention. You can't die. If you miss some quick time events, which is which is good, you can't die, at least as far as I know. But you can other characters can die, um, which is a little less stressful than Until Dawn was. <laughs> yes, because literally anybody God. could die. Everybody could die in Until Dawn. So <laughs> yeah, you can fuck up that bad in that game. Yeah, but yeah, and and I think either of the two endings. I mean, there really isn't a bad ending. Either of the two endings. I mean, either, you know, you think oh, she, she lives or she dies, but she, you, you can go and decide to be alive and be with Jay or uh, Ryan or Zoe or by yourself because you're a strong, independent woman that does not need a man. Or <laughs> you can go beyond, you know, like, like, like yes. you click when there's Bed Bath and Beyond and they go, they go beyond. Yeah. It's like <laughs> finding out Victoria's Secret, man. But yeah, no. If if you if you, uh, I think I think if you let everybody die, that you were able to 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 let live, and you go beyond, there's a trophy for that. Um, there is because you get to be with like all of your loved ones together in like this infinite paradise where you can be wherever the fuck you want to be. Like, it's actually it's actually kind of a good ending, and and that's and that's supposed to be the bad ending. I think you know there there isn't one. That's what I'm trying to say. So I think that this game is a lot of fun. Um, I honestly think that it, it would be really, it's really good uh, as kind of a mental health type game, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, despite the, the, you know, what happens in the story, but um, I, I, I think, you know, for instance, the depiction of sexual assault, you know, like we mentioned earlier, I, you know, I, that's very raw. It happens. It's something that, you know, is an issue that happens in real life and, and it's, and it's definitely portrayed realistically and respectfully. And so I think overall, this game is a very good mental health game. <laughs> I agree a hundred percent. I think that it's, it's good that, you know, they take a topic that, you know, is hard to talk about and they talked about it. You know, it's, it's very hard to get, to get a kind of respect for something like that, you know? I think they got some criticism for that, but you know, like I don't think that that's warranted because it wasn't something that was shrugged off. Like it was treated, you know, realistically and, and respectfully, you know, and it has a major impact on Jody's character. But, um, but yeah, I, overall, I mean, I thought it, I thought it was a great game. Honestly, I really did. I had a lot of fun with it. A worthy season finale type game. Uh, next time, guys, we're going to be talking about Heavy Rain. That's going to be part two of uh, our season finale of season three. And I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Heavy Rain, I'm definitely going to have a lot of things to talk about. There are things that I like that Heavy Rain does better than this game. Um, but overall, I mean, I think this game has the better quality. So, uh, but we'll we'll talk more about that next time. Um, at some point, I think this month, uh, Detroit Become Human. And then our season finale is coming out in October. Uh, stay tuned for part two so that uh, you can find out what we're going to be talking about. Um, hint, it rhymes with retroid. Retroid. <laughs> Re Retroid bread. Bread. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we're talking about. Retroid bread. Roid rage broad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or feedback on your platform of choice. You can find Collateral Gaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
as mentioned previously, please go support us on Patreon. We have exclusive Let's Play video game commentaries there and more to come out. Uh, kind of just whatever in my free time, I usually will upload an episode and and we have a ton planned. So, and in fact, I, I, I may want to do one of the Quantic Dream games as a, uh, yeah, I'm thinking about it. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's pretty much it that we had for this part. Bo, since you're here, you want to you wanna talk about Collateral Cinema? A little plug, Collateral Cinema Season 5? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Season 5 coming up in October. We are starting with Necromantic, the Jorg Bukerite transgressive classic. And then we are going to be joined by Stu from Stu World Order to talk about Scream. So, yeah, check it out. The spooky season is upon us, and we look forward to having you join us. Yes, good, good. Hell yeah. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. So stay tuned. Um, Collateral Cinema, we just did a director's cut on uh, on the Tales from the Crypt series. That was a lot of fun. I think we're going to be celebrating Adult Swim very soon here. Yes, exactly. We're going to be celebrating the 20th anniversary of Adult Swim. I'm looking forward to this episode because I am very, very passionate about Adult Swim, and I have a lot of love for this uh, franchise and for all the shows that was released by them. So, yeah, look for that very soon. Fuck God, yeah, I can't man. believe they're going to be 20 years old. I love Adult Swim. I know. We've been watching the shit out of uh, home movies and... Um, and uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Space Ghost Coast oh, to Coast. Oh, God. We're going to watch Z-Lab here. Fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for our episode on Heavy Rain. That being said, I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Megan Gomez. We are Collateral Gaming, and we are out. Peace.
Roll Media podcast. All music and game clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.